Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of Conversations with the Socially Starved Extrovert. I'm jumping on here real quick to let you know that all of the stories featured in this episode and talked about are going to be in the description of the podcast if you want to check them out. None of them are majorly spoiled, um, so I'm not going to say anything specifically here, but if you're curious as to what stories we talk about in this episode, feel free to check out the description. Now, without further ado, please enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode three of Conversations with a Socially Starved Extrovert. Um, I'm your host, Riley, the said socially starved extrovert. Um, and I'm here today with my good friend, Amelia. Um, Amelia, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, I'm Amelia. Uh, I am not an extrovert, um, but I still require uh, in-person conversations. Uh, and so I would like a hug, please, and thank you. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Isn't that what we all want, just yes, desperately I, I, right I, I, now? You owe me a hug, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh, do I? Yes, you owe me a hug. <laughs> Got it. I'll, I'll try to remember that and once. One. I won't, I won't forget about it. Don't worry. I have, I have, yeah, apparently that's a thing that my mind deems important, and therefore I don't forget things. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll try not to forget that either as soon as we're all vaccinated, right? Um, which seems to be going well. Um, today, today, we're recording on March 14th. Um, and up here, things are going well. Some restrictions are getting pulled back as people are getting vaccinated. Very, very exciting. Um, can I be honest? Is it sad that the thing I'm most excited for is in-person D&D? No, that's the thing I'm most excited for. I want, I want to be in person with D&D. I want to sit on your couch. I want to sit in your basement. Um, I want to, I want to cook food. I want to cook food for you all. So yes, bad. yes, please, <laughs> please come and cook food or, or cook food at home and bring it. Yeah, yes. um, it's funny. So the house, so um, for all of last year and even a little bit of the past two years, really, my house has been like the gathering point for D&D. Um, and we, we had like 20 kids over. Um, and it's funny, this past year, has been it, the house has felt really really empty um my whole family um totally like the house just feels empty i think i've talked about this a little bit before but um like my like the basement like the guest room like all these different places like people should be here why aren't there people here um and it's just it's just a little weird so yes that's what i'm most excited for to have people back in the house um because that'll be awesome we we didn't get to do it uh in November, I, I know I know directions and times. Um, we do November. Um, you we were gonna do like a friendsgiving thing. We need to bet when we can finally be together and just have a day where we all like get together and we have um and like we bring food or we cook food and we bring we bring like ingredients to cook food and we just chill together. Yes. Uh, like D and D like not a requirement. <laughs> Like D and D is fine, but also D not a requirement. Right. Yeah. I think that's what it'll be. Is realistically, is it won't be so much playing D and D as just like getting back together with everyone because I think that's something that's really really important. Socially starved extrovert or introvert. Um, it's funny that your intro was I'm not an extrovert because that's exactly the same way Ruben introduced himself. He literally said something to the effect of like I'm not an introvert, but I do also need social interaction. Um, and that was almost exactly the same intro. So it's just it's just interesting. I, I think I think it's really funny because between the three of us, you I would define our uh, all of us as you're the extrovert, Ruben is the introvert, and I am somewhere in between. Whereas like. Mm -hmm. so definitely yeah that's really funny that's <laughs> yeah funny. yep yep um okay so one of the things that i first like to do to kind of get this conversation going um is ask, ask you about some of your stories that you really really enjoy um they can be favorites they can be ones that you've recently been experiencing um they can be ones you hate um it can be just anything notable anything that you want to talk about and I've got kind of the six categories that I'm going to go over. Um, so we're going to start with read. Um, what is something you read recently? Um, I have a feeling I know the answer to this question, but let's see. 
as sad as this is, I have yet to finish a book besides Queen of Blood in the past year. Um, it's so sad. It's so sad. I have I have this series. Um, I will talk about Queen of Blood, but I have this series. Um, it's translated from French. Um, it's really, 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 really good. And okay. I just finish it. It's really good. And I'm on the third book out of four, and it's it's really good. <laughs> um, but I, I don't want to talk about it because I'm not done with it yet. And I right. honest, I don't remember what like half the plot is because I haven't read it in like a month and a half. <laughs> oh, I no. mean, fair enough. But Queen of Blood. Oh, hmm. I have the second book. Okay, um, good. I just, yeah, I, I picked it up. Um, it was in the library on like Friday morning. And I was like, Ruben, do you want it? He's like, no, I have to finish uh, the Deadly Education first. And I was yep. like, okay <laughs> then i'm taking it <laughs> yeah then i'm just gonna take this and hopefully finish it before riley does <gasps> oh so i forgot to tell you and ruben um milo has finished the second book already milo without telling us just went and finished the second book yep <laughs> what no <sighs> for I'm those so for those listening i'll probably have milo on soon to ask to talk about queen of blood a little bit more because i think that they, they probably have a, an interesting perspective we had a good conversation already but milo is one of our friends um and they uh yeah i guess they just like downloaded them on 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 some sort of audiobook software mm -hmm. and like listened through them at like three times speed I which is cheating in my opinion um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that aside. Yeah, I, I can't listen to audiobooks, honestly. I just, I, I, I don't, mm, the way people read the audiobooks just angers me. Yeah, yeah. I the one? They need, like, specific voices, like, in my right, head. Right, right. Like, if, they, if they're not, like, doing specific voices that I find actually match the characters, then I'm just not having a good time. Yeah, so that's why, so the one, the one audiobook that I did like listen to was the Kane Chronicles by Rick Riordan because those were literally supposed to be transcribed recordings of yeah. Carter and Sadie the main characters yeah. and so you had one voice actor playing Carter and a, another voice actor playing Sadie and it all made sense because it was literally supposed to be them just like transcribing and telling the story um so that one that one just kind of made sense um I, yeah. and I don't I almost think that, that that story is better listened to than read because of that, because it makes sense. Um, I think I listened to the first two and then I read the third one and it was so trippy to, to like go from listening to reading because I was like, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I feel that like, because yeah, definitely, definitely. Did you like hear their voices? Like the, 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 like the audio, the, the reader's voices? The, the, like, the, like the voice actors? Yeah. The voice yeah. Actors. No, totally. So I, I completely like would, that's who was reading it when I was reading it. Um, it was just, it was just a really interesting experience. That's actually um, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's something, that's something that I think is, is better listened to. Mm -hmm. um, but go ahead, continue. Any um, more to say on Queen of Blood? Queen of I mean, Blood. Ruben and I talked for like an hour about it on the podcast already. So like, I, there's not much more to say, but any yeah. thoughts? I mean, um, I'm super excited for the second book. I read the summary of the second book, and it looks like it's still within the same country. It's still within uh, Aratrae, and it's not like we didn't, we don't, we're, we're not really expanding outwards into the other countries yet, which I'm kind of disappointed about, to be honest. I was like so ready for what we yeah were for like about. world conflict, yeah, yeah, like queen, like queen conflict and like country conflict. I was really ready for that, um, yep. but I mean, like this is cool too. I mean, like she's dying. What the heck? Yeah, yeah, totally. No, I've read like the first chapter or so, and I read the back of the book um and like the whole fainting thing and it's funny because like I knew the fainting thing was a problem but I didn't jump to like she's dying so like I'm, yeah. I'm interesting I'm interested to see how it plays out and it looks like it introduces a new character but like I just want to read it in the book not read it off the back of the book so yeah, yeah. exactly so yeah. We're, we're gonna stop talking about it because we're gonna stop talking about it we'll read it. okay what is something that you've watched recently oh no um Okay, I have two answers for this kind of, um, I've been watching the sailing, um, the America's Cup sailing, uh, it's actually called the Prada Cup this year, um, okay. it's the, it's the sailing match, it's primarily dom dominated by New Zealand and America, um, all the other, it's, yeah, so we're, that's we're why you like it, <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's interesting, uh, New Zealand won last time, so they're hosting it, um, uh, down in New Zealand, and, um, so the way that, the way that the, that sailing match is set up is that all the countries who want to challenge the victor, um, you get to choose, you get to opt in to challenge. Um, 
they they all have to race for the winner and then uh whoever wins the challenger series gets to then race against the the current victor um and the italians won this time uh, right. so it's the italians in the new zealand and it's actually an actual race um actual matchups um whereas the challenger series was kind of dominated by the italians like nobody else really kind of came close which was according to my parents it was very boring um <laughs> fair enough fair enough i wasn't really paying attention to the challenger series i'm actually kind of paying attention to this now um okay. i believe the italians are up by one race right now but okay they have, so it's like a series of of races yeah, you win points 13 i think races and they, okay. do two, they do two every weekend i think um, okay yep something like that um the 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 next races are at like 11 o'clock tonight because of time differences and stuff um so yeah they'll probably watch those tomorrow morning (laughs) um obviously they're not they're not going to stay up for that (laughs) fair enough yep yep cool that's so interesting of of like the different like cultural sports going on that like i'm not even aware of that's really really cool yeah um it's a huge it's a huge deal in New Zealand um I actually I'm actually going to send you a photo of I have when we were in New Zealand uh like five six years ago now um it it, the 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 cup was going on and um my nana made uh my sister and I little whipped cream and biscuit like versions of the boats (laughs) that's adorable it's it was great i love i love my nana so much i love her so much <laughs> but um it was uh it was it was really cute i mean like i didn't really like the biscuits because they were like weird food colored flavored um stuff but i mean it was good they were they were good i liked the sentiment um that's what's important right that's, yeah that's what's important um I forgot what else I was going to talk about watching. Oh, um, does it count if I'm watching it through my through my friend? I have a I have a friend at swim who's watching Naruto right now. <laughs> and so you're like vicariously watching it through her. Yeah. Uh, every time I come to swim practice, um, I well, the beginning of the week, uh, I get one or two days to rant about what happened at D and D. Okay. Okay gets to rant about what happened in naruto um nice nice love it that that's that's exactly how it works because i mean that the next category is listen to so you you could say you're listening to naruto (laughs) fair enough um she did start with avatar the last airbender she hadn't watched it before and i was literally like i'm gonna kidnap her and force her to watch it right 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 (laughs) yeah solid but she watched it and it was it was fine um i made her promise not to watch um my Hero Academia until we can do it together. Nice. Um, so that that is in the future when quarantine yep. is over. Yeah. Um, here's the little pictures of the boats. Awesome. Um, okay, so My Hero Academia season five is coming out next season. Oh my gosh. So, so anime is seasonal. So like you have three months. So the first three months are winter, then spring, then summer, then fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I kind of I almost want so the next season is probably going to start in April. So in April. Uh, season five is going to start airing and I want to catch up because I've seen season one and two but I haven't seen three or four yet um but yeah no my hero is really really good yeah I've heard I've heard really good things about it um so obviously I just need to sit down and watch it yeah Um, but it's one of yeah or sorry say that again I just don't have time for like anything (laughs) I feel that I feel that um as you well know (laughs) yep um, and that's part of why, why I'm doing this is because I want to um, really kind of like put time aside to like connect with people that I don't normally connect with or don't connect with as much as I should. Um, so totally. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, I was going to say something about my hair. My hair has one of my favorite like superhero like systems or like magic systems because I think it has a really solid magic system within each of its like quirks. Yeah. Um, and I, like, I don't want to spoil anything, but like a lot of the, a lot of the powers have some really interesting, like, um, consequences and, and weaknesses to them that are a lot of fun to explore. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's like the, I, I think the problem with a lot of enemies or power systems that are just so like you have this power is that they can get a little bit like the, the more powerful versions can get. Cause like, if you have a system that's like, everybody has this magic power, then you're like, right. Everybody has a, a super strong magic power. Like eventually you're going to run, you're going to have to repeat stuff because there's like yeah. strong ones. And then there's like, you know, there's like stupid ones. Like, oh, I can make everything that's blue float. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so 
the I think I think the having like I, I I've heard good things about the balance system and how like because you obviously if you have a stronger um if you have a stronger quirk ability whatever it is um you have to have a a more consequential drawback or weakness something that's easier to access to kind of balance it out with the ones that are uh not as powerful but then consequently you could have a quirk a, a weakness that doesn't uh affect you as much like being right. allergic to dairy or something <laughs> um, okay have you seen the uh, the live action or the 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 remake of the jumanji movie where one of them the their weakness is eating cake yes Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart's character eats cake and nothing happens, and so he's like, "Oh, oh, okay." You know, it just meant that like I couldn't resist eating cake, you know, and then he just explodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good, so yeah. funny. Did you see that? I... Did you see the sequel? Did yeah, I think it? so. Yeah, it's the one with like the um, like the grandpas get sucking. Yeah, Danny DeVito's yeah. in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, no, my sister, uh, my sister made us buy the first movie, and she watched it three times in one day. Nice. That I mean, that's a little obsessive, but I love it. <laughs> she did nothing else but sit on the couch and watch it for like the entire. I mean, that's a vibe. My brother will like just decide to rewatch a full series of movies. So like one weekend, he'll just be like, "Oh, I'm rewatching all of Harry Potter," and watches all like eight movies. What? And or like he did the Star Wars series recently, and he's rewatching all of Clone Wars. How? How does how does he have that much time to do things? I don't know. I can't get him to sit through a single episode of an anime with me. He won't give it a shot, but he'll watch rewatch all of Harry Potter. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <sighs> I, I don't guess. even know. Okay. Um. What's the story you've listened to? Um. Okay. I'm gonna talk about Spellcheck because it's currently blowing my mind, and they're very almost done. They're like they're like first arc, I guess, or like major arc because there's like many arcs within it. Okay. Um, Spellcheck is a podcast, a D&D podcast, um, that is uh, by young adult authors, so it's fantastic. Um, okay. Uh, it's really, really good. Um, the basic premise is that they start in a prison, they all got arrested for some reason that the, the DM and the, and the players came up with for specific to the characters. Um, okay. The, there's, there's an attack on the prison, and um, they, they all get the chance to escape, um, and then this uh, this dragon attacks. Um, okay. So then they decide because they're actually naturally good people um, to stay and to fight instead of just fleeing. Um, and then when everything's back under control, um, the the head of the prison essentially says, "Look, um, a lot of people escaped. So if you five can track down one person that has the same crime as you, we'll let you go." So Ooh. the mini-arcs are them going through. Um, it's basically self-contained stories where they they have to track down um, and fight and defeat uh, a, a person that has one of their crimes, except they don't get told whose crime it is. It's up to them if they want to reveal it or not, um, mm. because there is also an overarching plot, and it's really good, and I'm going crazy, and I think I need to listen to the next episode because it's out because Ruben might actually tear my head off if I don't listen to it. <laughs> that's awesome that sounds really really interesting i've been i've been getting in some podcasts there's a podcast i kind of want to talk about that i found that's interesting um but let's get through the the last few here so what's the story you've played um, and it's totally option if you say like i haven't recently or anything with any of these but if you have one um i mean i can talk about D because that's technically playing yep uh let's just Could, can we can we talk about how we have an amazing dm who simultaneously was playing my mother my father my sister my other sister my brother and my love interest all at once in the same room having a conversation (laughs) i know can we just talk about how talented he is like we we walked in like in in the underdark where we we walked into the meeting room and we were all just sitting there doing nothing because obviously we're like what are we supposed to do we're just here to listen like how did we get into the situation he just goes off and does entire thing and i'm just like he like he like he establishes like who is in charge and he establishes like their own internal conflicts that yes i am 
I am yeah. just, he's so talented. He's so great. So we're talking about our friend Levon, who's our DM, who I'm hoping to have on the, on the podcast pretty soon here. Oh, please. Um, and so, I, I, yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm sure we'll talk a bunch about D&D. And I, I think I want to talk about Sif's backstory. Sif is my character with him on the podcast, because I think it'd be really cool to have that discussion. Um, but yeah, Levon is an amazing DM. He's running an Eberron campaign with us right now. Um, and my character just got called back to their family home um where they're going to there's some goings on that we're still trying to figure out the mystery um and technically we should be playing right now but the session got canceled so we're recording the podcast episode instead Woo! <laughs> yeah no i mean if you're chill about it i will rant a little bit about sagas i'm playing saga that, that's yep. my name um i will rant a little bit about about saga's thoughts um but i yes. don't want to i don't want to spoil things i want to hear Hmm. Yeah, I don't ahead. I don't want I, I don't want to know anything that I shouldn't but I am curious to hear Saga's thoughts how about Saga's thoughts on Sif and Saga's fight okay. talk about that a little bit Explain okay little bit. um so backstory for the fight um we uh we were clearing out a, a, a fortress um and one of our and our the NPC that was guiding us to the fortress got captured by the drow that invaded the fortress and they brought him back underground so we went underneath to get him um and a whole bunch of shenanigans occurred. Stuff from Saga's backstory appeared, and it was a, a good time, a yep. real good time. <laughs> That's, uh, mm. yep. <laughs> um, I'm so pleased with that. Uh, just another feather in his cap. Oh, he's doing such a good job. Yep. Yeah, that's that's one of the things he does so well is like in in interwoving, yeah. interwining the the backstory into the into the campaign. But continue, please. Um, so. We get to the city and we end up posing as um, the missing members of like this council of five. I have the notes right here. I don't know if I actually wrote down the name of the um, the, the the council. Anyway, it's five drow cities. Um, and um, but what really matters is uh, we we end up getting found out um, and get thrown. We get thrown in a pit. Um, in in said pit, um, we meet a crazy. Um, dragon that's been currently captured underneath in the um underneath the uh, essentially palace of the um, yeah that the queen of the city lady breakwool um has been attempting to turn into a weapon <laughs> into a weapon um for her own uses because lady breakwool is not a good person um no, that's not true for the most part um i will admit there are shades of gray there um yep. I, I will concede that, or Saga will concede that, but um, essentially, so we, we, we managed to escape um, with the promise that we will free the dragon uh, and or bring Lady Breakle's head to the dragon. Um, right, so. That's all the dragon wants, because it's been yeah. captured for a hundred years, it's the only thing that's, it's been keeping, keeping it going. Yeah, and, it. and, and a point over here, Sif personally promises Erdis, Erdis is the dragon, promises the dragon um, Lady Breakle's head, essentially, okay? Like, Continue. Like, it's specifically sock is freaking out at this point they're 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 sitting in the corner just like freaking out because yep. this is the dragon and oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> yep. but so sif sif does the talking and he um, the, the lady break the the dragon i can english right now mm -hmm. um but then so we escape um and we managed to rescue tovar that's the npc that was guiding us um and so we race up to the top of the tower and we fight a whole bunch of um, drow guards. We fight the drow high priestess and mm -hmm. um, her acolytes. And we trap Lady Breakle in a hamster bowl. I forgot about that. And Levin kicked Lady Breakle around in the hamster bowl for the whole entire fight. The whole fight. A whole minute of Lady Breakle just stuck in the freaking hamster bowl. <sighs> What's that spell's actual name? Um, I have it right here because, uh, my other character can use it. Hold up. Um, it is called, uh, Odaluke's Resilient Sphere. Yes. Such a good spell. Such a good spell. Yep. Um, but, <laughs> so she escapes, um, once we've dealt with literally everybody else and, uh, Lady Burkle's pissed. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, she uh essentially tries to kill us um does a bang up job of trying to be honest she summons a fire elemental which um does not do uh is not good um mm -hmm. and uh saga actually ends up using saga has a cantrip called a prestige wait no 
it's not presentation, it's thaumaturgy that I'm using. Um, <laughs> called thaumaturgy to essentially call Ertis, who has who has escaped at the start of the fight. Saga had broken, freed Ertis from his prison, um, mm-hmm. who then went on a rampage throughout the entire city because, of course, he did. He's a dragon. Duh. Yep. Um, essentially calling Ertis over to um, take what he's owed. Um, Sif turns into a dragon um, because Sif can do that. Uh-huh. Not think- anymore. Levon has now ruled that I can't do that anymore. Good. It was the last time. No, no, no. Our fight is when I did the last yeah. time. Sorry, keep going. Keep going. Um, and uh, Sif turns into, dra- to, to, into a dragon and then goes to bite Lady Brickle's head off. And Lady Brickle, what does Lady Brickle say? She's like, I, I, I was only doing it for the people or whatever. Yeah, she, well, Sif, Sif's gullible, first of all. Yeah. Um, and child is seeing yeah sis pretty young and is seeing the destruction of the city and is feeling awful for lady breakwell's people and so when she kind of plays the people card sif's like okay fine and so sif bites her leg off instead (laughs) um which leaves lady breakwell alive um and uh admit on the brick uh on the brink of death um and ertis is coming over and we're like oh crap um we're gonna so the rest of the party is of fully of the mind that we're just gonna give Lady Breakle to Ernest because we don't want to fight this giant dragon. But Sif um is a dragon right now. And also like I'm gonna go distract the dragon. Saga, take Lady Breakle to safety. Um so I do. Mm-hmm. And I go I go and talk to Ernest and say, We have use of Lady Breakwell for the next couple of days. Give us a little bit and then we'll give her to you. Yeah. Because I was like, let's steal all her, all her gold. Let's use her to make sure that we can escape and all this stuff. Mm. So um, that happens. Uh, we save Lady Breakle's life. Um, she doesn't have a leg anymore. Um, yeah. And then what does Sif do? And then, and then Sif has a reverse Stockholm Syndrome moment. <laughs> um, and starts crushing on Lady Breakle pretty badly. Mostly because when Breakle was introduced, um, and Levon was describing Breakle as like this badass character. I said, I, you remember this, right? I said, uh, Sif doesn't know whether to be terrified or turned on. Yeah, <laughs> and, literally. And oh, I should have seen this coming. I really should have seen this coming as a player, just knowing you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, oh, damn it. Um, but yeah, so Sif now uh, likes Lady Breakle. Um, yeah. And apparently um lady breakwell also likes sif uh because it's lonely being the all-powerful patron of a drow city um yeah. so Not but like also because like sif's so hot obviously canonically yeah. in game yeah 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 that too <laughs> not like you can't just pick her up you just fail to pick her up oh my god <laughs> that's the funniest part is sif because she doesn't have a leg so she can't walk anywhere so sif keeps trying to pick her up and carry her around places and they just can't do it sif can't do it and <laughs> i keep rolling poorly canonically i think every mem- other member of the party has picked picked lady breakle up before <laughs> sif manages to do it like yeah because she's this like Sokka is weak as frick Saga has a negative one to strength and manages to carry the Lady Breakle upstairs. Oh my gosh. Okay, so anyway, so Sif falls for Breakwell. Um, long story short, decides that he's gonna get, or they're gonna get Breakwell out. Yeah, um, which Saga does not like um, because of backstory reasons, but also because that means we're pissing off a giant angry dragon um <laughs> yep and sif being naive and being able to turn into a dragon themselves is like we can take him we can take him it's fine um so essentially stuff starts going south because it turns out lady Breakle actually murdered the head of another of the other one of the other heads of the drow cities yep. um just in cold blood apparently just straight up just stabbed um so everything starts going south and then um so we're like hey we need to leave the city because the city is falling to a hostile takeover um and mm, mm, we are trying to leave um and (laughs) Sif is refusing to leave without lady breakwell so saga essentially says look go get lady breakwell and meet us at the bottom of the bridge um which is so the for reference there's a giant abyss between the exit and the city um, so we need to go across the bridge um, yeah. with the full intention to just have Sif bamf everybody out except for 
uh, Saga and Lady Brickle, and then just leave Lady Brickle and just go. Um, which, just, which again, Sif is gullible. Sif wouldn't wouldn't have picked up on that and totally would have gone with it. Yeah, um, exactly. Except, um, except we we so we get across the bridge and. Um, Sif- and this is real quick, just so we can set the cast here. So this is Saga, who Amelia plays, and then Sarah Cat, who Seamus, our friend Seamus, is playing, who I also hope to have on the podcast. Um, and then Levin is played by our friend Emily. Um, Saga, Levin, and Sif are all non-binary using they/them pronouns, which is another thing Levon does really well. I don't know how he keeps track of all that. Um, and then, um, yeah, okay. Um, so Levon, um, no Levin. God damn it, I'm gonna keep looking up. Uh, Levin, um, just decide as the, you know, the city is burning around them, um, decides to stay at the top of the tower, um, of the, of the ziggurat, um, because, and just hide, because it's apparently safer there. So, Sarakat and Saga are a bit preoccupied with no, you know, getting out of the city, so we get across the bridge and realize that Levin is not with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sif comes across the bridge, and so we're standing at one end of the bridge, and Sif and Lady Brakel and Tovar are standing at the other end of the bridge with a bunch of guards for Lady Brakel. Yeah. And they're about to start crossing to us, and hmm, who does come flying out of the abyss ready to collect on their debt? Hmm, I wonder. Oh, it's probably Erdis, you know, the giant dragon. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. So Erdis like, majestically lands on the bridge, starts shaking. Sif turns around and is like, oh, shit. Um, and so Sif is a celestial warlock and and has, like, a celestial patron, right? And um, their, their, like, companion is this unicorn named Halcyon. Um, unicorns, if you don't know, can teleport up to a mile away um, and can te- teleport three, pe- three other people. So... Um, Sif summons Halcyon, bamps away Lady Brayquil, two guards. Um, Tovar and Lady. Oh, and Tovar! I totally forgot we had Tovar. Tovar, Lady Brayquil, and one of her guards. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the remaining three guards and I stay to fight the dragon. Mm -hmm. And so during this time, when so we 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 end a session with. Ertis jumping on the bridge, and I'm like, okay, so Saga's thinking, okay, maybe this is fine. If I can just get Sif to just take everybody except for me and leave, I can still enact my plan. Everything's going to, ch- to t- everything's going to pieces, but it's fine. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe, maybe I can do this because Saga does have that manipulating element to her, uh, to them, damn it, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Misgendering my own character. Woo! Love it. Um, and so, but then, but then, 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 but then Sif does, uh, bams them away, and Saga immediately is just like, oh my god, I swear to god. Mm-hmm. So that is really the main argument, is that, and then, is that Sif essentially spurred a dragon fight, um, onto all of them that Saga did not want to participate in. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it ends up being pretty much a duel between you and Erdis, with, I mean, some help from the guards, but they get down right. pretty quickly. Yeah. And I think that's that's something that we should like talk a little bit about too. Is I never do this intentionally, but I somehow always create like really overpowered characters. Sif pretty much solo fought an adult dragon. <laughs> and literally he Sif would have died, but Sif came so close to downing that dragon. Yeah. Like yep. I was one hit away. I was one hit away. Um but why didn't I get that last hit, Amelia? Why didn't I get that last hit? Because um, Sif, uh, if if you don't know how Dungeons and Dragons work, when you polymorph into uh, another creature, you get all their hit points. So if you yep. deplete all their hit points, you revert back to your human form or yep. when you were before. Um, so Sif gets hit enough to to down to to down themselves. Right. Um, I was a young green dragon fighting um, with the adult. adult black dragon. Yep. Um, and they they go down, so they're unconscious. And um, again, Saga has backstory trauma with people they've formed an attachment to uh, getting straight up freaking murdered in front of them. Right. Um, so Saga freaks out um, and is also looking for a way to get out of this quickly. And so Saga has a spell called Dimension Door that lets them that lets them teleport themselves and one other person um, 500 feet which they could use to get out of this easily, except that second target has to be either unconscious or willing. 
and Sif was not willing. <laughs> so Saga tell so Saga gets to Sif, um, basically pushes like basically just pushes like through the dragon, through Ernest, like just not even caring. I think they get like hit in the back with the Yeah, I think Saga got hit, yeah. Um Saga takes a decent amount of damage getting to Sif. Um and then bamps them both 500 feet up the tunnel, so where Ernest can't get to them, and then heals Sif. Um, Sif. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Saraket is doing like nothing. Saraket's just watching. Top of the tower to get. Right. Um, to yeah. Get Sar- oh, right. Yeah. Saraket went to get Levin, um, which ended up being kind of helpful in the end. All of the guards at this point have, have died and or run away, mm-hmm. um, and Ernest Saga- is like flipping on yeah, the bridge. Yeah, Saga has done maybe like. 15 damage points yep. of damage to the dragon at yeah this point. and the the head guard did a little like maybe like so there was probably 30 damage done in total to the dragon um yeah. and then the rest was sif yeah it's kind of crazy yeah um actually no i think the guard the guard definitely did way more than i did because yeah. I, I was specifically choosing not to actually target the dragon with right with with any spells that would cause damage because what happens if it's alive yeah uh, when we get to the end of this but um so Saga bamps them both up the tunnel and then heals Sif. <laughs> and Sif turns around and attempts to get right back in the fight. Um, to which Saga says, absolutely not. Um, mm-hmm. Saga has this spell called Command <sighs> that lets... <laughs> I'm getting all worked up, like, reliving this. It's such oh, an yeah, issue. No. Keep going, keep going. Um, Saga has this spell called Command that lets them do... Um, they let them essentially command use a one word command to uh, to target a creature with, and if they fail a, I believe it's a wisdom save, um, they have to follow that command on their next turn. So the command Saga uses is approach, which would make which makes the which makes the target in this case Sif come back towards Saga. So that does so Sif so fails miserably. Because <laughs> again, naive little Sif with no wisdom. Yep um i'm so glad you mm. anyway um it, it they they come back um but they the the spell does not specify they have to use their entire turn they only have to use their movement so they still have their action so they use their action to teleport what like 300 feet and use thunder wave which does damage when no 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 I, so i use a spell called thunder so i i only had one way to teleport and i didn't want to do it i tried running away first Yep. But you forced my hand, and so I, I cast Thunder Step, which is like four D ten Thunder da- damage or something. Yep. It's like a, it's and it's not it's not a small amount of damage, and I teleported three hundred feet away. Yeah, um, which does damage to Saga. Um, um and Saga was already hit. Yeah, bringing them down to like a third, which is which is fine. I mean, like Saga's fine. Um, right. But not also, nice. Like, ow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bamfing them back out, and Saga's like. Saga's like 300 feet up the tunnel at this point, can't get back into the fight, and they can't, they can't bamf Sif out again if they go down, or save. Right. right. Um, so, so Sif, and, and the other thing too is like, I was thinking this as we were playing, like Sif was ready to sacrifice themselves. Like they realized that they had gotten themselves in an awful situation, were ready to do that. Another point that like, is why this was happening, is Sif has had her, had their wings active at this point, mm-hmm. um, uh, which gives them like 60 feet of flying speed. Mm-hmm. So that helps. Yeah, so Sif is, like, really fast. Yeah. Um, so they bamf out into this tunnel, this shockwave of sound, um, and these, like, these angelic wings just floating above just to see Saraket and Levin get to the bottom of the tower, and Levin just straight up, like, stab the dragon, and the dragon and, just dies. And, and Levin just it. takes the final blow. I was sitting there. And, 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 and like, Emily's, like, doing her turn, and then Levin, like, gets the final blow, and Levon goes, how do you want to do this? And I lost it. Well, first off, I screamed, because I was, like, excited. And then it hit me that, like, Sif didn't get the final blow. And I was like, ah, oh, that was such a big oof. Yeah, it was, yep. your, your expressions were fantastic. Um, yeah, um, um, the Discord channel that we play D&D on, the, the, the little, like, Discord symbol for it is, um, is my face. <laughs> it's, like, a surprised expression. That we, that we killed a wyvern mother and then had their children, and their children oh now, God, and their children's yeah. first meal was their mother. <laughs> yep, yep. We could talk for ages about that, but we should, we should, we should get on here. But, yeah, that was, and then, of course, to finish the story, Sif and Saga then had a good shouting match after... Oh after the fight. Oh, and Sif jumped off, jumped off the bridge. Yeah, and Sif ah. jumped off the bridge. Um, 
it's it, for reference we we are we're fairly certain that it that the abyss has no bottom because yeah. we shoot the dragon's corpse off the abyss and it doesn't ever make a sound yeah. <laughs> it just falls forever um oh and levin decapitates the dragon so we have a <laughs> dragon's head now <laughs> which like it's an adult dragon there's no way that they could carry that but <laughs> so whatever it's fine yeah. um yeah, so we we leave the city, and um, yeah, Sif and Saga have a shouting match. Um, and for reference, like Riley and I are really good friends. Um, yeah, love each other to bits. But um, yeah, right now Sif and Saga, they nice right there. Right, I'm pretty sure I, after that session, I texted you and was like, I am so sorry <laughs> because there was so much like legitimate tension. I had to like connect with you and be like, hey. Like I'm sorry. Yeah, no, and seriously, like you texted me, and I was like, yeah, I was, I was sitting there, like, oh my gosh, I really hope Riley doesn't think I hate him because, yeah, like, yeah. no, I'm just yeah. playing what I'm just, yeah. it's just what Saga would do. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, no, you were, you're, you're totally fine. Like, I, I get, I get what the player, what it was coming from, and like you were playing Sif correctly. Yeah. Um, so it, it's no big deal, but yeah, um, it was but, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was definitely interesting. And someday I need to play a really wise character that like it makes good decisions because I feel like I always play like the child of the party. Um, I think that's just part of like my personality. Um, and so yeah, it's interesting. But that was such a good like couple of sessions and really fantastic. Such a good arc. Although I am really hyped for this new arc um, of my family and all that. Yeah. Oh boy. Hello, everybody. I'm jumping in here real quick to remind you to go and follow the Instagram account at Socially Starved Extrovert, where I post all sorts of story spotlights about the TV shows, books, movies, etc. that I'm currently experiencing and want to talk about more. I also want to give another shout out to the Archives podcast, which is created by my good friend Ruben, who was on last time. Amelia is also on that podcast, playing as Audrey um, in the campaign, and the mystery is absolutely brilliant. It's a lot of fun, really intriguing, and I'm desperately waiting for the next episode, so I definitely recommend you go check it out. The link to that will be in the description. Now, back to the episode. Okay, so I've got two more categories for you, two more stories. A story you've lived... Um, and then a story you've created, if you want to talk about either of those quickly. It's okay if there's no good answer to that. Um, and then I might share some of mine really quick, and then we can yeah. move on to some other conversations. Why don't you, why don't you start sharing some of yours? I gotta think about those. Okay. So, Red, um, <laughs> I, I read A Deadly Education, hmm. and I posted on the Discord about it, and so a bunch of people are reading it. Nick, Nick has already finished it. Um, and he, t he says, I lied about the romance. I said it had a solid romance and I think it did, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't to Nick's taste, I guess. Um, and a deadly education is essentially about this wizard school where all of the like wizard children go, um, and they go there to be safe because wizards going through puberty, like attract tons of monsters and stuff. And so your chances of survival out on your own is like one in 20, um, in the school, your chances of survival is one in four, which is still abhorrent but it's better than out in the real world because um, it's like this fortress that's supposed to protect them. Um, it's still filled with all sorts of dangerous creatures and the school's kind of trying to kill you. Um, but what's, it's, it was interesting. I really enjoyed it. Um, and Galdriel, um, the main character, is my new favorite protagonist, I think. I've been like thinking about this. I've been mulling it over. Um, I really like, like some of my other favorite pr protagonists. I like Percy Jackson. Um, I really like Harry Potter, obviously. Like these are all solid protagonists, but Elle um, has a really, really interesting voice that we get to kind of live through that I really, 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 really like. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think she might be my new favorite because um, her just like sarcastic tone and like pessimistic attitude is very different from me as a person, but I somehow, I just like, I really connected with it and vibe it. Really, really good read. Um, I know it's on your list now, so I'm not, I don't have to convince you to read it. Um, but yeah, Ruben's working through it. Nick, Nick read it. Um, I think it's really, really good. Um, it's by Naomi Novik, um, if you want to check it out. Um, funny, funny point. I, I had gone to Barnes & Noble like end of summer I think maybe November I actually got the books it looked really good mm -hmm. uh, I just hadn't had a chance to read it and you 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 like posted on discord I was like oh no <laughs> failure like it's sitting it's it was sitting I have I have a I have a whole bookshelf of right. um, books I haven't read yet mm -hmm. um but the ones that I really 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 want to read are on the top of my bookshelf um yep. like in the place of honor and it's sitting it's sitting there it was sitting yep. there yeah uh, and I was just like, oh my god. I feel <laughs> of course, of course. Oh, goodness. Oh, yep, I feel that. Um, I'm excited for it. 
Yeah. Something I want to do is like kind of like create like my 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 to read list and have like my friends and just people like vote on it and be like and like try to prioritize it for me. Like whichever books gets the most votes is the one I'll read next kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. um, I think that could be interesting because like I want to talk about these stories more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're you're more motivated to read books that other people have read. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's really good. Let me know when you finish it because I'd love to have a conversation. Because the last sentence of this book mm, blows my mind. Like it, it, it not blows me on my, my mind, but like I was I was livid. All right. Especially because this book came it came out in like September. Yeah, so the so next one is not gonna be out for like a year plus. So um watched, I've been watching a bunch of stuff. I know we're going to talk about WandaVision, I think, a little bit later. Yes, please. Because you're curious about that. So I'll talk about I'll talk about something else. I've been watching Attack on Titan. I'm trying to catch up to Attack on Titan because season season four, I guess, is airing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like <laughs> the only way I can describe Attack on Titan is just being like the most metal show. And I'm I'm so into it, but it's just like so unbelievably metal. And I kind of just love it. Um, it's like dark to the point of like absurdity. Um, if you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about, but like, it's just, it's just crazy. And the music's so good. And it's just, it's just a fun ride. Um, I watch it on the treadmill. I watch most of my shows on, a tre- on the treadmill. Um, and uh, I, I like, I run a lot faster to Attack on Titan than anything else because I'm like, <laughs> I just get hype. Yeah, I, 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 I've heard, I've heard some of their, some of its music. It's, it's, um, yeah, it goes it, hard. <laughs> it does. It really does. It goes hard, exactly. Um, but funny anecdote, um, I do in fact get way more hype and scream at the TV way more um, when I'm watching my uh, romance shows um, and and that sort of a thing, um, which makes sense, right? Knowing me. Um, yes. But I'm, I'm watching this show called Quintessential Quintuplets, which is this like harem anime. And so it's this whole like um, the, the main character marries one of these quintuplets. Um, oh and they're identical so you like see him marrying her but you can't tell which one it is right um but you know he marries one of them so it's this matter of, like which one is he gonna marry and like you're rooting for your favorite right uh-huh. that show gets me going <laughs> i scream so much i like swear at the tv at this point my parents it's like a, it's like a ritual for my parents of like they just sit down in the dining room and laugh their asses off at me just screaming at the tv um, on the treadmill <laughs> yeah i i imagine because do you leave do you like close the door no you- no <laughs> me closing a door being bashful what because <laughs> they're just having a conversation and then they just hear you yelling and they're like what is he talking about now yeah 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 oh i imagine they're having commentary on it but even yep. funny if they were watching it at the same time at like the same pace and they would be like that would be funny that would be funny i should get them to watch it like start watching it at the same time and, and get my get my reactions <laughs> that would be funny yeah um okay Oh, so a story I've listened to today during today at work, um, I listened to a new podcast or not. It's not new, but it's called mythology. And they essentially do like dramatic retellings of myths of like Greek myths, which is interesting. So I was listening to the one about like Theseus versus Her- Heracles um, and like the lead up to like their battle. Um, and it was interesting, um, but like it definitely is kind of like set up in this almost like true crime documentary style way. That's just like, to me, Greek myths are like this beautiful, like poetry that you read, you know, it's like the Iliad, it's the Odyssey. And so while it wasn't bad, it just was kind of like a weird format to have it in, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Because even though like the the poetry is supposed to be like read um, and it's supposed to be like performed, if you will, at the same time, I feel like the way the way they perform it with like different voice actors and stuff is just kind of interesting. It's just kind of weird. Um. I, yeah, I totally agree with you with the fact that, like, myths, uh, like, especially, like, classical myths, I definitely see as, like, this beautiful, like, almost kind of, like, delicate, like, stylings, like, you have, yeah. like, the flowers and the marble and the, um, and, like, the, like, the, like, the togas and the, like, this beautiful tragic story. Um, right. It's, like, the, like, it's all, it's all about, like, that, like, the, like, it's, it's all about, like, the fate kind of thing, mm-hmm. where it's, like, mm-hmm. it's all, like, like your your tragic story is like oh they were always doomed to fail try as they might but you cannot escape the strings of fate mm-hmm. um, and like the whole like the the hubris the yeah. the yeah. Icarus flew too close it's not all that and I think too it, there's just like an aesthetic to it that like dro- the dramatization just like missed almost mm-hmm. yeah which doesn't make it bad it just sometimes in some people's minds um just doesn't make it 
like it, it's like a cognitive dissonance to like what yeah. you're imagining um right. which can make it really hard to enjoy i definitely have come across that yeah totally totally cognitive dissonance i love that um okay i'm gonna get so lived uh-huh. i don't know if i've told you this yet but i so i work at this grocery store and one of the first things i do when i get in is I take these two containers, each about three gallons of maple syrup out of the walk-in where we keep them cold. And I roll them out onto the floor and I put them all onto the shelf, okay? It's the first thing I do every day, okay? So it's, and I, and I work like four, sometimes even five days a week, okay? So like, this is something I've done a lot. For whatever reason the other day, um, I guess this was last Sunday. So almost a week from today, from tomorrow. Wait, from today. Today's Sunday. Today's Sunday. Um, so almost a week, exactly a week ago. <laughs> and it's 6.05 in the morning and I'm rolling out the cart. And it, it, we, we, for whatever reason, the person who closed, instead of putting it on a cart that has like an actual flat bottom, put it on a cart that's like these bars. So there's like holes in the cart. I know, I know. And, and so one of, the ga- one of the three gallon containers of maple syrup, as I'm rolling along, just thump and clatters to the ground um and like a gallon and a half of maple syrup just was all over the floor like that and here's the other thing you know when something falls or something bad happens and like time slows down and you're like oh like i don't know how but like i didn't even see it fall it was just on the ground like that it was so strange um but yeah um and so so, that's so much maple syrup it's so much maple and maple syrup is sticky um all over the floor all over the floor so it took it took me and my coworker um like 30 45 minutes to clean up i'm um, i'm sure that stuff is yeah. um that, that is yeah no yeah so so finally we just, we we decided to be smart enough to use spill magic on it um so we could sweep it up and the spill magic made this really interesting shape and i looked at it and i was like this is a country that i'm going to use for my upcoming campaign this is an archipelago i'm going to use and so, so, so long story short, I now have a brilliant country shape. I'll send you the photo. Um, but it's just like this, like this larger island in this like set of like curving arch- archipelago um, that I was like, yes. That's so pretty. Uh, it, people who are listening who don't know, I am, both of us are obsessed with maps. Uh, yeah. Love yeah. them to death. Yeah. Uh, like Riley, Riley makes a campaign for us to play with. My first, one of my first questions is, do you have a map of, the country of the land a geographical map a political map um yep, yep. a racial map just give me all of the information give me all the maps yep give me all the maps and like yep. if he if he does he didn't he didn't have them i made one <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good time i love making maps but yeah i'm very excited and i've, I've i'm not gonna talk about it just right now because i think i've already talked about it a little bit i've talked about it on the podcast but i'm planning on doing this vignette campaign with the whole seven nations yeah. setting so yep. i'm very excited for that yeah. um and then lastly, a story I've created. I haven't done a lot of creating lately um, beyond doing some world building for um, my campaign that's coming up. And then also writing my whole family and their characters. Um, so I, I named, so Secret of the Trade, all of them, are, all of the names are based off of um, Norse gods. Oh! Um, because Sif, Lady Sif. Mm-hmm. Yep. is based off of Norse god. So my father is is named um is Hold on, I'm actually write these names down. No, 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 that's cheating. Don't do <laughs> I didn't write them down before. Okay, but... okay. So my father is Tyr, my mother is May. Mm-hmm. They're not exact. I I changed yeah. them around. Obviously my father is Tyr, my mother is May. Mm-hmm. Um Sif's is that is. Mm-hmm. Um my eldest sister is Brokar. Mm-hmm. The next is Feya. Mm-hmm. And the last is Lauki. <sighs> some of them that. are a little more on, on the nose than others yes oh yeah. i love that so much um yep. that's fantastic i'm actually i'm not gonna write them down i'll get them on to tell me next yeah. next time when we're actually yeah. trying to figure out what the heck is wrong with your little brother <laughs> i think he, he got bitten by a shifter it's fine yeah that's what i think too that was my first instinct but yeah. in any case um there, there was too much emphasis emphasis on like the shifter population and like the yeah whole, yeah between, like between the of course and- knowing or- levon it's Knowing Levon, it's totally gonna be something completely different. It's, but it's that totally aside, story you listed or story you lived, story you created, any ideas? Um story I lived. Um, okay. Um, so 
Um, I've been having swim meets for the past two weeks um, okay. on the weekends. Uh, my last one is this is this coming up week, which I shall leave one about because I can't do D&D on Sunday because that's when my session is. Anyway, <laughs> got it. Um, gotta gotta update people on that. Um, anyway, uh, uh, it has been a really long time since I've had a swim meet. Um, so okay. my official times. Uh, for my distance events, uh, for for context, you can swim roughly about four events every session, um, except for distance. Distance events are the 400 IM, the 500 free, the 1000 free, and the 1650, which is called the mile. It's not called okay. but, um, but that, and those are in yards. Um, so when you're doing those, you can typically only swim one per, per meet. Um, so I have swam, these past two weeks, I have swam the 400 IM and the 1000 and I have, I dropped 20 seconds in my 400 IM um, and I dropped a minute and a half in my 1000 free, um, which is huge time drops for, yeah. um, even wow. for that long. Like yep. time drops you're expecting for distance events for context are like a second. Wow. So <laughs> it, let me tell you that feels fantastic <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure fantastic it's nice to know that all of my hard work and going to some practice every day is paying off like i never yeah. but oh man it is not a thing to see it on the board <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome congrats see oh my gosh it was it was fantastic um but yeah so uh i have a 500 this weekend along with a 200 fly and a 200 free so that'll be fun 200 fly is gonna hurt um <laughs> but i have yeah i have the, the the 500 free and i'm expecting to drop a few a few seconds in that probably not as much as the other two because i'm swimming that right after the 200 fly which is gonna kill me <laughs> fair enough uh, but yeah um i'm gonna get you to swim fly with me sometime <laughs> well i want to i want to do some triathlon training over the summer so i'm gonna need to do swimming <laughs> I will take you, I will take you to, um, our, our, uh, our open water swimming, one of the open water swimming lakes there is. Yeah. Um, that would be, that would be fun and very embarrassing for me because I am so bad at swimming. It's going to be, it's going to be awful. You're going to be like, Zoom, and I'm just like, Amelia, wait. <laughs> Don't worry. I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave you behind. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, there was, there would be no pressure. I wouldn't come with the, with the uh, expectation to be getting a workout in. Okay. Um, okay. Would, That's good. I would, I would quite literally, and just honestly leave you in the dust. Right. Uh, yeah. Or in the waves, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I yep. would, I would probably drown you with the force of my waves. Right. Um, yeah, totally. Totally. I just be dead. <laughs> you, you would just inhale water and you would drown. Yeah, um, yeah, I wouldn't totally. know until I came back like 20 minutes later, I'd be like, mega oh, awkward um yeah so I, I will totally take you open water swimming or just regular swimming in a pool um anytime you want I, it'd be real fun um, very fun but yeah so that that was that was something out of a fairy tale let me be honest <laughs> that was that was fantastic um that's awesome that so yeah that's lived um story that I've created um Uh, I can talk about, I can talk about, um, Levon, um, and Noel and a few other people have a, uh, a world building, uh, discord that they're all on and, um, that sounds I amazing. I, I want know. it on that. That sounds it's amazing. Fantastic. Um, but I have a little thing because, um, I kept pestering Levon, um, with ideas for just how things work, um, uh, how things work. It's just like random thoughts to kind of flesh out your world building. Um, and right. because, because DD campaigns have so many different cultures that it's kind of hard to, um, it, it's kind of hard to flesh them all out. Um, like even, even if you're like, even if you're starting from scratch or yeah. even you know, all the time in the world, like you, you, it's really hard to flesh them all out. Yeah. Um, so I guess the first thing I was talking about is um, languages and cultures, um, the development, evolution, and translation between via magic or tech. Okay, um, yeah. How, how, like, certain languages don't have words for certain things. Yeah. Um, so the example, because I was thinking about Saga, the example I used is is Infernal, um, which is the language of demons. Um, uh, and so, for example, demons um, or Infernal might not have a word for friend. 
because their oh. their culture, their culture or family or something like that. Their their whole cu- culture is you don't have friends. You have people you step on to get more power. Um, right. And you have you have minions, and then you have those that you are that you need to suck up to until you get enough power to take them down. So right. So people are only defined as like above or below you not as like an equal in any way Ooh, that's interesting yeah so um so for example the a word might exist might not exist so if you attempted to use like the spell tongues for example um uh to translate if you were if you want to say like oh me and my friends um it wouldn't translate um it might depending on the the spell and how the dm wanted to rule to, to rule it you could it could translate to something so something of like one of equal might, temporary ally, or one who I owe loyalty to and who owes loyalty to me. Right. Um, or it could just not translate at all and become a gap in the conversation, which leads to fantastic misunder- misunderstandings. Yep. In, because it, it could translate, because again, if you're, if you're DM wanted to be incredibly mean, it could translate to... Um, if you were talking about a friend, it could translate to a minion. It could translate into minion, or it could translate into one above me, and that would lead to a whole set of misunderstandings between, uh. between the two parties. Um, and then, um, so, and then I went on to mention because um, if you're using tech, for example, if you have a if you have a tech based world, it would probably just leave a gap instead of tra- trying to like translate because yeah. that's how tech works. Um, and then I went on to talk about how languages and cultures that develop together, um, the difference between languages and cultures that develop together, as opposed to developing, um, like in, in isolation. So for example, for, um, again, infernal or, and a demonic culture would have quite a lot of these differences because, Mm -hmm. um, because of how isolated they developed as, um, where for example, like elvish, dwarvish, common, halfling, all of the all of the races that are that kind of are now in the in in this in this era are developing together so their languages are right yeah so um if for example like casual conversation in each of those languages will steal words from the others um and generally not really have those those dis those differences um in in the language but if you go into more formal speech as essentially going back in time um the differences get greater um right so if you so you could have a totally chill casual conversation with some elven noble right or like some elven commoner but you go to talk to the elven queen and suddenly everything you say is offensive because they talk so differently they talk very they they talk very proper yeah um, as as in in comparison to like the elvish you've learned just existing around elvish right. people would be like common elvish it would be yeah. it would be uh, that and then also I kind of talked about how common is probably just a mixing pot of all um, all of the common languages. Yeah. Realistically, it doesn't it it didn't it didn't exist until culture started to interact and right. and it really just steals words from every single language. So I like it. So you could if you um, depending on how in depth your DM wants to get with the languages and stuff, you could have if you know common for example, you can. If a if a person is speaking another common language like Dwarvish, um, slow enough um, and pronouncing it enough and like over pronouncing it, you could make some kind of check to kind of glean what they're saying depending on what they're talking about. Right, right. That's really really interesting, and I think it's realistic too because like there's tons of words um, in English or like in conversations in English that I say like a random French word or a random Spanish word or whatever um, because that's just how it works. It's funny, I'd always thought of common as kind of like, almost like how French is in real life of like used as like the diplomatic language, like it's the language of the UN and all these different things. But I like that it's just the idea of it being more of like literally a, a, like a Spanglish, a combination of all sorts of different languages. I like that a lot. I think that's really interesting. Um, and then um, also how um, kind of to expand on like the 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 more further back you go in the language's history the less you can understand if you speak elvish now if you come across some ruins from like a thousand years ago that are like in elvish you you're not gonna understand what they say we can't read old english what the heck 
like you you will recognize it's elvish you're like oh yeah this is obviously elvish i don't know what it reads what the heck mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah which is essentially um levon really liked that because he was like oh excellent now i can hide secrets in the ancient runes that you won't be able to read without magic <laughs> just because you Love know it. doesn't mean you know what the ancient elvish runes mean right um, totally you know languages drift over time is essentially the whole the whole the whole the whole deal so i i've been kind of going off on the in in on those things um talked about um tiefling horns and then i got into asimar a whole whole thing whole yeah. thing i have decided that asimar have eldritch horror forms um just full oh. on like biblical angels and they can just bamf them out um there's obviously limits on that you run the risk of essentially ascending um into full angelic status um or mm. draining your life force uh depending on the type oh. of asimar you are um, and then Fallen Asimar get kind of the same thing. They get some differences in their abilities, um, but they also have Eldritch Horror forms, blah, 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 et cetera. Yeah. Very interesting. I like it. Yeah. All right, cool. And on that rather abrupt note, we are going to end the episode. There is about 30 more minutes of Amelia and I having a conversation, but we get into some major spoilers, and the episode runtime was already getting a little bit long, so I thought I'd cut it off there. And on episode 3.5 might be coming out in the next couple of days, so keep an eye out for that. But you made it through the entire podcast. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so very much for watching, and I will see you next week.